discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Father, thank you for your children. Thank you for grace. Thank you for this glorious opportunity to hear your word, to be blessed, to increase, to move from one level of glory to the other. Thank you for great grace that is ministered to all of us through your word. Thank you for faith that comes to us through your word. Thank you for great understanding that causes us to increase in every aspect of our lives, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, so we, this is a very special service. We call it Ask the Author. And uh, it's a question and answer session that we've had in our churches for various, uh, for a very long time. You know, years ago, God told me that uh, it's, not, it's not enough to just preach and teach. It's very important that after you've preached and thought the word of God, you allow for people to ask questions so that they can have more understanding to um, what has been said, what has been shared. In the last uh, um, one month, that is, in the last uh, four, we've had eight meetings sharing the word of God with you, saying so many things. We shared on the believer's authority, the name of Jesus Christ, the whole armor of God. We've put a lot of things on you from our part, and we want you to send in questions for us to answer our questions. You know, so you know, in the in the Bible, um, we are told that the Holy Spirit is the one who authored the scripture. So we call it Acts the Author because we believe that the Holy Spirit is present in us and is present with us to help us answer your question. If you read in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, he says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. He says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. The, the outbreathings of God. And so the Holy Spirit is the one who breathed out the scriptures. All the men of God who wrote the Bible, you know, so Paul wrote some portions of the Bible, but he didn't author it. The actual author is the Holy Spirit. And that same Holy Spirit who was in him when he gave him the opportunity, gave him the wisdom and gave him the words to document, the same Holy Spirit who is in us and with us today to answer any single question concerning the word of God that you have. If you read in Second Peter chapter 1, um, from verse 19, it says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do what you do well, that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, unto the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. Now, this is what I want you to see. It didn't come by the will of man. But holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Holy men of God speak or they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit is the author, it's clear that he's the author of the scriptures and he's in us and with us today to answer any single question that you have and to help you 
you know, it's important to ask questions. A lot of ministries do not give the, the opportunity for questions to be asked. Um, I remember growing up, you know, a wonderful church. It was, we just go, we listen, and then we go back. You are, you are not given the opportunity to ask questions. It was as though you, had, you did something wrong if you asked questions. You know, but it's not supposed to be like that. God wants us to ask questions. Because by a question that you ask could save your life and could save another person's life. So don't hesitate at all. Just send in your question as quickly as you can and we'll answer, we'll give you an answer to it. Now, I want to show you another scripture in Acts chapter 8. Um, I want us to read from verse 29. This is a story concerning the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip. You know, God, the Holy Spirit asked Philip to go and um, stand in a place called Gaza and, uh, uh, you know, meet this Ethiopian eunuch and do some things for him. Now, I want to show you from verse 29. Says, then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this child. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understanding that what thou readest, the, the Ethiopian eunuch was reading the book of Isaiah. And Philip ran to him and asked him, because he was prompted by the Holy Spirit to go close to him, do you understand what you're reading? You know, for most, most Christians, we're reading the Bible, but we don't understand what is written in there. You know, this, this is the story of a lot of people. Now, look at the answer of the Ethiopian eunuch. It's the answer many people give when it comes to this particular, this particular subject. And he said, how can I? How can I? He was, he was even upset. How, how do you expect me to understand? That is religion. You know, just reading and <laughs> you don't have understanding, but you're still reading it. You need to ask questions for you to have understanding. And he said, how can I accept some man should guide me? You know, God gives you a man to guide you. So the same Holy Spirit who authored the scriptures is the same Holy Spirit who is in men that he appoints to help you to understand his word. The Holy Spirit took Philip to go and to go close to this Ethiopian just so that he could explain the scriptures to him. And he said, from verse 31 once again, and he said, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his sharer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Wow. He was asking, who? And this is a very important question. Yeah. Who is he talking about? Is, he, is the writer talking about himself? Sometimes you read and you wonder, was Paul talking about himself or was talking about us or who? who who, who was he talking about? You know, the Ethiopian eunuch had similar questions. Was the man talking about himself or he was talking about someone else? Verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, at the same scripture, and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the child to stand still, and they went down both into the water, 
And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the Enoch, and he baptized them. Hallelujah. The guy had a question, and from that same scripture that he was asking about, the Bible says that Philip explained to him and preached unto him Jesus Christ. The scripture he was reading could lead him to be born again, but he didn't know how to convert that scripture to his new birth. He needed someone inspired by the Holy Spirit, taught by the Holy Spirit, to explain things to him. Thank God for uh, people who he sends into your life. God gives you a man who will explain. He gives you people who will help you understand the scriptures. That is why we are on set this uh, evening with you. Hallelujah. To explain so that you can have fruits with the scriptures that you're reading. You know, this was going to bring you salvation. It took explanations. It took a question. It took explanations into the scriptures for him to be able to have his results. I see you having results today. And I see you bearing fruits today. I see, you, I see things coming to your understanding. What, has, um, what you've been denied in time past is going to be given to you today because you're going to be having answers to the questions that you're going to be sending in. So I'm saying all these things to stay up to sending questions and God will answer you through us. Well, this evening I'm blessed to have uh, two wonderful men of God with me on set. Uh, on my right is Pastor Eugene, who is uh, one of our pastors um, in our church at Asafo. Kumase is blessed. He has so many people in his church. And he's a seasoned man of God. He's been with me for years. And uh, it's a blessing. A faithful, faithful son. And he's here to help us answer some of your questions. On my, to my left is uh, another wonderful seasoned man of God, Pastor Kobi Esiam. Uh, who is also a wonderful seasoned man of God. He's been with me for so many years. He's a pastor in charge of our church at Bwedi called Alpha. And uh, he's also blessed. And I know that God has endued him with wisdom, both of them with wisdom to help us answer your questions. And I know it's going to be a wonderful time. Men of God, you're welcome to. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You're welcome to say. We have a number of questions that have come in already. And uh, I know you're still sending in some. We are going to answer every single question that, that comes in. If we don't finish today, we are going to continue on, on Sunday morning. So don't be worried. Just keep sending it, it in. Your questions are very important to us. So the first question is, how can a person give his or her life to Christ? How can a person give his or her life to Christ? Man of God. How can a person give his or her life to Christ? Let's start with Pastor Eugene. All right. Thank you very much. Say what the opportunity you have given me. Um, the Bible explains the process. You know, the Bible says that Jesus Christ came to die for our sins. When you read John chapter 3, verse 16, it says that for God so loved the world. I mean, this is a very popular scripture we all know. It says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. So, from this very scripture, you can see that he's talking about believing in Jesus. And there's a scripture I want us to look at from Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, I mean, Jesus did pay all the price. He did it all. And what he requires of us to be born again Christians is a very simple thing. The Bible says that, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God has risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Even the verse 10, 
gives it more emphasis. The Bible says that, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. So from this scripture, it's, it's very clear that to give your life to Jesus, you have to do two things. And the first one is to believe in your heart that Jesus came. You know, many years ago, Jesus came to die for our sins. He came to save the whole world from sin. And so if we can believe that he actually came and that he died for our sins and that he was raised up from the dead because of our sins and he was resurrected and ascended in the heavens, if you can believe it truly with your hand that he did this for you and you open your mouth to proclaim that indeed Jesus did that for you, you are qualified as a believer. You are called, you're a candidate so it's very it's very simple yeah. I, I, there's no complications about it yeah. you know the question was how can a person give his life his or her life to christ how do you go about it how do you do it all you need to do is to believe you know if you read from verse 9 Romans chapter 10 from verse 9 um he says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus we shall confess with your mouth the lord jesus the lordship of jesus you see, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Okay, why the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Because Jesus is the Son of God, and he's the one that God has set as the propitiation for the sins of the whole world. Read in 1 chapter 2, verse 1, he says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And he says, And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Then he says, Who is the, and he's the propitiation. The word proposition is mercy seat. He's the, he's the reason for our forgiveness. Do you see? He's the reason for our forgiveness. All that Christ did was for you and I. For God so loved the world, the pastor mentioned it, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. So you, you confess his lordship, that he's Lord. Jesus is the Lord of your life. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. And have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he's a proposition for that for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. He came to die for the whole world. So if you believe the fact that he did come to this earth and he did die, and he was raised up from the dead the third day, you are saved. That's how you get born again. So if you read back in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, he shows us something very remarkable there. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. It says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, so it's not only about believing that he died, but you believe that he was raised from the dead. Because the Bible says that if Christ died only and did not rise from the dead, then are we yet in our sins. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You see, then we are still yet in our sins. So we believe the fact that he was raised from the dead. Then we are saved. Then he explains it further in chapter 10. Shows you exactly what you need to do. It's very simple. There are no complications to, to it. Every big thing is simple. God has made every big thing very simple. You don't need to complicate things at all. You don't need to do 75 push-ups before you can be born again. Not at all. It's not necessary. The scriptures have showed it to us clearly. So in verse 10, Romans chapter 10, verse 10, he says that for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Man believes what? Man believes 
in the fact that Jesus is Lord because he was raised from the dead. So you believe with your heart that he was raised. God raised him from the dead. He died, God raised him from the dead. Then he says, and with your mouth, you confess his lordship. You see, you confess the fact that he's Lord. Then you have salvation. You make confessions unto salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's what you do. That's what you do. If you read in uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Peter said that, for there's no other name, neither is there salvation any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The name of Jesus is the only name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. And if you confess his name, if you confess his lordship, the lordship of Jesus, and believe with your heart the fact that Jesus, God has risen from the dead, says you shall be saved. It's as simple as that. I don't know if you'd want to add anything uh, to that. And the one beautiful example we have is in the scripture you read at the beginning, Acts chapter 8, verse 37. Let me read the verse 36. And Philip said, If thou believest, if it, let's read from verse 36. It says, And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the Enoch said, See, here is water. What that hinders me to be baptized? Verse 37. So then Philip said, that If you believe with all your heart, hmm. thou mayest. If you believe with all your heart. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You know, when, when you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, we are having the same spirit of faith. It says, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. So what you believe, you confess. So you believe that Jesus Christ came. You believe that he died for your sins. You believe that he went to hell for you. You believe that he resurrected from the dead. And as you confess that, what he did is laid to your account because on your own you can't do much on your own you notice that you are a sinner uh, by nature before you give your life to christ but when you give your life to christ when you confess him, his lordship over your life and you confess the fact that he resurrected from the dead on your account that nature is changed and you become born again that is how you give your life to christ it's very simple by the grace of god <laughs> Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. It's very simple. No complications about it at all. You don't need to. Um, yeah, thank God it's simple. You would have been in big trouble. You don't need to go and uh, walk, on broken glass. walk on broken glasses, jump yes. the Swiss canal or something before you can be born again. No, this is very simple. It's not complicated at all. All you need to do is to believe. Believe what? Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Believe that He is the Lord of your life. And believe that when God, when He died, God raised Him from the dead. There's, there's, uh, there are confu many confusion. There's plenty of confusion around this simple thing. You know, um, some people say that, well, if you don't, if you don't uh, confess that He was raised from the dead, you are not born again. You know, and. Uh, I mean, we've had all kinds of things coming uh, over the years, but the main thing is to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and believe that he was raised, he was truly raised from the dead and confess that for yourself. And you are born again. That is not a pledge. It's not a pledge you are making to God to obey him. You are taken from death to life. 
immediately you do that. Your spirit man is recreated immediately. It's a miracle. It cannot be explained. The greatest miracle you can think about. It's a huge miracle. Within a split second, your human spirit is recreated. So in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, it says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So immediately you are recreated, and immediately you become a new creation. Then you continue by renewing your mind, finding out exactly what has happened to you. Because that is just the first step to many glorious things, to experiencing God for yourself. Hallelujah. So without that, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Wow. And you cannot have any experience with God at all. It's an important thing to do. If you're not born again today, you need to be born again before the program ends. So before the program ends, I'm going to lead you, you know, make that confession with us and receive your salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you want to add anything to it. Okay. Um, briefly. The, the little I want to add is the fact that we don't have to do anything. No, Jesus, like you know, Pastor was saying, Jesus has done it all for us. You know, if you read in a very popular scripture, we all know Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says that, for by grace are you saved through Ephesians faith. Ephesians 2, 8, right? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says that, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So God gave salvation to us as a gift. Hallelujah. The verse, verse 9 says that not of works, lest any man should boast. So all God requires of us is to believe with our hearts. You know, and everybody living under the sun can believe. Yeah. You don't need to do anything. You just have to believe with all your heart that Jesus is indeed the son of God and his Lord. Hallelujah. It's all men. It's not for some people. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the the name of the Lord shall be saved. So long as you call upon his name, you shall be saved. No matter who you are. No matter which tribe you're from. Or which country you're from. Or whatever you have done. Makes no difference. Your sins notwithstanding. He shed his blood for the remission of the sins of all men. Not for some, but all men. I want to show you a brief scripture about that. And then we'll go to the next question. Next very important question. Um, Acts chapter 10 Let's read from uh, verse 38, Acts 10, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he, he rose from the dead. And he commanded, commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and dead, or the judge of their life, those who are alive and those who are dead. Verse 23 says, To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Hallelujah. That through his name, says, all the prophets give witness. What prophet is talking about? The Old Testament. Every single thing in the Old Testament give witness of the fact that through his name, whosoever believeth in, in him shall receive remission of sins. So your sins are remitted com completely, and that means complete removal. Remission means complete removal. The Greek word is a faces. It means to take away completely. You know, 
so your sins are removed completely. No matter what you did, even if you've killed someone, you can be forgiven. Even if you find yourself on death row, you can be forgiven. Christ shed his blood for all men, including you. And he didn't die generically. He died for individuals. He died for you and I. He died for you specifically. So, fall upon his name and he will not disappoint you. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. What a beautiful question it is, isn't it? The next question um, is, like I said, when you send in your question, put your name and uh, your first name at least and where you are sending it from so that uh, we can know that um, you, you are the one who sent in the question. You get it. All right. So he says in this question, he says, what is tongues? Hmm, very interesting <laughs> question right what is tongues and how can you start speaking in tongues there are actually two questions from two different people but i'm putting it together it says what is tongues and how can you start speaking in tongues so it's a twofold question what is tongues first of all and how can you start speaking in tongues? let's start with pastor kobe this time around hallelujah so um let's start from first Corinthians chapter 14 First Corinthians chapter 14. Chapter 14. Let's read from um, verse 2. Or we can read from verse 1. Fine. It's follow after charity, which is love, and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that he may prophesy. And verse 2 says that for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. It says, for no man understandeth him, how be it, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. I would want to read a lighter translation so that it would be easier to understand. So I'm reading from the BBE. It says, for he who makes use of tongues is not talking to men, but to God, because no one has a sense of what he says, but in the spirit he's talking of secret things. Hallelujah. You know, it's... The first time tongues is mentioned is in the book of Acts when the Holy Ghost came. You know, chapter 2. Let's read from verse 1. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was come, they were all gathered together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like the rushing of a violent wind. I'm reading um, BB. Of a violent wind. And all the house they were was full of it and they saw tongues like flames of fire coming to rest on every one of them and they were all full of the holy spirit and were talking in different languages as the spirit gave them power you know the king james when you read verse 4 the king james says that they speak in tongues as the holy spirit gave them utterance so tongues is is a heavenly language that came on the day the church was born. You know, this is where the, the day the Holy Spirit came. Jesus told his disciples not to move after he had given them a very important commission to reach the whole world. He told them to wait for the promise of the Father, which was the Holy Spirit. Now, when the Holy Spirit was ushered in, the first sign that they had was the fact that they received the ability to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. No, so tongue speaking basically is speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. They, they, it, the utterance wasn't coming from their mind. As I speak to you now, 
I my mind is encoding what I want to say, and then my mouth speaks it. But tongue speaking is the Holy Spirit giving the inspiration what you want to say. Your mouth just does the speaking, but the encoding of what you want to say comes straight from the Holy Spirit. That is why in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, um, the Bible says that the one who speaks in an unknown tongue, BB, says the one. It's not talking to men, but to God, because no one has a sense of what he is saying. Says, but in the spirit, he's talking of secret things, because the Holy Spirit is the one giving him the utterance to speak the things that he's speaking. You know, um, basically, the, the basic understanding you need to have is that tongues is a lang- the language of God that he. He gives to man to communicate with him. You see, if I were speaking um, in my mother tongue, my mother is, is Guan, so I can speak the Guan language. But if I were to be speaking the Guan language right now, I can't communicate with you. Now, you wouldn't understand. It's not because it's not a language. It's something that exists. There are people who understand it, but you wouldn't understand it because your mind has not been trained to understand that particular language. So for us to be able to communicate with God, God gave man a language to be able to communicate with him. So why, why is it like that? If you read in the Old Testament, you ask yourself questions. How was, how was Adam communicating with God? How was Adam talking to God? Because if you read in Genesis chapter 1, in Genesis chapter 2, in Genesis chapter 3, we see God coming. You know, the Bible talks about how that God will come in the cool of the day and he would come and come and talk with Adam and share with him. What was the language they were speaking? Was it Eve? <laughs> was it Chinese? Was it uh, Polish? What kind of language were they speaking? You see, was it French? Was it Tree? Was it Ga? And, and God said, let there be light. What, what language was he using to say that let there be light? Okay. And if you've noticed, Adam could talk to the, the serpent. He could talk to the animals. He could he had he was he was multi local like like you'd say. He could talk to the serpent and the serpent could understand him and the serpent could talk to him and he could understand the serpent. How was he doing it? Now if you read your Bible you notice that from Genesis one all the way to Genesis chapter eleven, there was a particular language that everybody was speaking. There was a language that Noah spoke, there was a language that um, Nimrod spoke, there was a language that all these people spoke. You know, but in Genesis chapter eleven, we see the division of language. The one language, the language they had, was divided into many pieces. And I want us to look at um, look at those scriptures so we can understand what tongue speaking really is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter eleven. Um, I'm reading from. Let's read from verse one. The Bible says that at that time, and the whole earth was of one language. And of one speech, one language and one speech, so clear. In other words, we're all speaking the same language. There was no, was that language French? Was it English? Nobody knows. We can't tell. Was it Hebrew? Nobody can tell. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as a journey from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shena and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to let us build us a city. Now, the word go to is come. 
okay? It's just old English. Let us build as a city and a town whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make a name, make as a name, lest we be scattered above upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the, ma- the people is one, and they, all, they have all one language. And this thing, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, so God also used go to. Come, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may, be, they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from hence, from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. So this was when man lost his one language that he had from, the original language he had from God. That he was God had a language, and he gave, he taught Adam, he gave it to Adam, and Adam could talk to him, and Adam taught his children, and they could talk to each other, you know, with that particular language. But because of man's uh, error of trying to usurp authority against God, there are a lot of things that we can explain in these scriptures, but it's, I don't think it's necessary for now. You know, and God had no choice but to scatter the Bible says he confounded their language. That means he scattered their language. He broke their language into pieces. So when you f- speak French, French is not a whole language. When you speak Ga, it's not a whole language. When you speak uh, 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 Chi, it's not a whole language. When you speak Polish, German, whatever language it is that you speak, it's not a whole language. It's not wholesome enough to communicate with God with. Because that is not what God, that is not the language God speaks in. There are a lot of things you cannot understand, you cannot appreciate, you know, with God when you use your own language. That's why you can be praying your own language and your words get finished within two minutes. I pray for my mother, I pray for my father, I pray for my children, I pray for my country, I pray for my, my business, I pray for my school, I pray for my academics, I pray for my work, I pray for my marriage, I pray for, what else do you pray for? <laughs> It's finished in Jesus' name. Amen. And then that's it. It's ended. Easy. It's so limited. Our language is so limited. You cannot express yourself as you're supposed to. So God had a language that he was communicating with man with. Rich language that was all-encompassing. That could exp- had, that gave you full expression. You know, when, you, when you're unable to say what you want to say the way you want to say it, you don't feel satisfied. Yeah. You feel stuck up because you couldn't say what you wanted to say. Because you lacked the words, or the people could not understand what you really wanted to communicate. Language is always a, a barrier; it always prevents you from doing that. But God had a language, or has a language, by which you can communicate with Him, so that your spirit can have the full expression it needs to have towards God, and God can also have the full expression it needs to have towards your spirit, so that you can have the understanding He wants you to have. And that language is called tongues speaking. So. In Genesis chapter 11, we see the scattering of the languages. But in the divisions of the language, one language was divided into so many pieces. But in Acts chapter 2, we see this one language, which was actually a full language and everybody could understand it. So if you read in Acts chapter 2, go to Acts chapter 2. It's very interesting. Something very interesting is written over there that explains to you what time speaking is. Now, Pastor Kobe read from chapter um from chapter two from verse one all the way to verse four you know it says um 
in verse 4. Let me continue from verse 4. He says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were, they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Take notice of that. Out of every devout Jews dwelling who had come to Jerusalem, out of every nation under heaven. Wow. Now, when this was noised abroad, when the experience of the apostles was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded. They were confused. They were wondering. They were surprised. Because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Wow. Every man heard them speak in his own language. Wow. Every man heard them speak in his own language. All of them, remember, they are these devout Jews come from every nation under heaven. Remember that. So there were every country was represented at that place. Every country. Of course, some of our countries were just constituted not long ago. Yeah, yeah. We didn't exist some time ago. Ghana had its independence in 1957. It was constituted as a country in 1957. We had Gold Coast before then. So prior to Gold Coast, what were we? Where were, where were we? <laughs> we can't tell. But then at that time, okay, at that time, in AD, um, I believe AD 35, AD, AD 38, something like that, there were nations that existed at that time, and all of them were present. The Bible says that as they spoke in tongues, hmm. everybody understood in their language. They, speak wow. the people's language. they weren't speaking the people's language. No. That's not what the Bible said. So Acts 2, 6, once again, it says, Now when this was noise abroad, abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because they were confused. Let's read the Amplified. I don't know if the Amplified can help us. And when the sound was heard, the multitude came together and they were astonished and bewildered. Hmm. They were astonished. It was a shock for them because of what they were seeing, because of what was happening. Do you see? They heard, everybody could hear their language from what they were saying. So Peter was saying, Peter was speaking, it doesn't mean Peter, Peter spoke French and spoke yeah. uh, Arabic and spoke this one and spoke that one and spoke that one at the same time. Yeah. Or spoke three at the same time. That's, that's what it means. They were speaking in tongues. Everybody was speaking in tongues. But it came to the hearing of the people as their language. Everybody could pick their language from it. Wow. Because each one heard them, the apostles, speaking in his own particular dialect. In his own particular dialect. They were speaking their dialect even more, ex more extensively than they know. Hmm. Wow. wow. Look at the next verse. Verse 7. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Are they not all Galileans? Don't, are they, don't they come from Galilee? <laughs> and how hear we every man in our own tongue where we were born? Then they started explaining. They started mentioning the country, the languages. Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and in Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, in Egypt and in the parts of Libya, Abasyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. We Hallelujah. hear them speak the wonderful works of God in our tongues. Wow. So tongue speaking is the whole one language that God had with man that he lost at the Tower of Babel that is, has been restored back to humanity through the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you speak in tongues, tongue speaking is God's language given to man 
for communicating with him. That's why he mentioned First Corinthians 14.2. If any man speak in tongues, go back to that place. First Corinthians 14.2. For he that speaketh in a known tongue speaketh not unto men. He says he's not speaking unto men, but unto God. So this is the language that God gives to speak to him. To him. For no man, he says, no man understands him. How be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries? You see, no man understands him, but in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Why? Because this is the language, this is the whole language. Now, I may speak in tongues today, and no man can understand me. It doesn't mean that it is not the same what the disciples had, the apostles had in Acts chapter 2. is different from what we have. It's the same thing. But God opened their ears to hear their language being spoken. Because tongue speaking is the wholest of languages that you can have. You know, there was an experience one what man of God had. Um, he went to a place and um, the people were, were talking with him in their language. And he, God prompted him to speak in tongues. And he spoke in tongues. He spoke in the tongues he knows he speaks on the normal day. <laughs> And the people heard it as their language, the depth of their language. I mean, how he spoke the, the language that came out of his mouth was, was richer than what they know on a normal day. Yeah. So it's the, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that causes that aspect to happen, depending on his need. If it's not needful, it's not, it's not important. But that is what it's, it's the whole language that God had with man that he lost and has been restored back to him. So that's what tongues is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if any you'd you add know, anything um, to it. I've, I've really been enlightened by what uh, daddy has just said. You know, there are people who think that speaking in tongues should be an option. Then with this understanding, I think everybody should desire to have it. Yeah. You know, everybody should want to speak in tongues yeah. because, I mean, it's such a blessing. Yeah. You know, and that brings my mind to um, uh, Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11. You know, if I can read that quickly. Isaiah 28, 11. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11. The Bible says that, With stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. Now, it's a prophecy. this is a prophecy Isaiah made concerning speaking in tongues. You know, he said, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. And look at verse 12. This is that, to whom he said, this is the rest, where it he may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. You know, the verse 11 says that, it is, he said, he will speak to his people with stammering lips. God will speak to his people. So I think it's quite an effective way of talking to God having a communication with God. I mean, try, like uh, Pastor was saying, talking in your own language. You, sometimes people wonder why um, uh, some Christians can pray for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, some people pray for five minutes and everything is gone. Yeah. yeah, so when we say we are having a prayer chain of two hours, two hours looks like, what are you, what are your problems? You probably like have, it's like a big mountain <laughs> that cannot be succumbed. It's as though, um, the person carries all the problems of the yeah, world. Yeah, how because, many problems do you have? Yeah, what are you saying to God? It's quite interesting. So he, he communicates something very, very important. He says that it is the rest. You know, rest here means that God is working whilst you are there. God is expressing his ability through you. So this is something even the prophets of old have looked forward to. And by the grace of God, we have access to it. So I don't think it's something we should joke with at all. I don't think it should be an option for us at all. 
because it's such an important thing. It says that it is the refreshing. And it says that yet they will not hear. So it's something we should all look forward to. I believe that we'll have a more improved life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if you want to add some more. Uh, one scripture that really encouraged me to speak in tongues. Also in First Corinthians chapter 14. When Paul said that, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more, more than, than you. Or, wow. You know, he, he was talking to a whole congregation. The man had results. Yeah. He and had, he had, he had, he had results. results. I mean, if you look at Paul, I mean, who, who doesn't want to be like Paul? He had results. He did everything, some, you know. And he said that, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you. So it, it's, it's sad when you hear that there are Christians who forbid others from speaking in tongues and uh, say a whole lot of things about it, but it's clearly in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we are supposed to follow what is in the scriptures. So if Paul, writing most of the books we read, said that I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you, and it's something that is greatly to be desired, as Pastor Eugene was saying, it's not something that is supposed to be optional or something that you shy away from at all. It's something that we are supposed to embrace because it's a wonderful gift that God has given us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is an opportunity God is giving to you hmm. to have the most holiest of languages. Wow. To be able to communicate with him uh, in the best of way possible. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Tongues is very important. It's very important. Now, the next question hmm. is how can you start speaking in tongues? Then there's another question that has just popped in. What is the importance of tongues? So I want us to answer how can you how can you start speaking in tongues? How can you start okay. speaking in tongues? Thank you. Pastor. I want to speak in tongues. How do, how I, do I go I about, about it? it? All right. I think um, it would be very important to know how the scripture, how people in the Bible spoke in tongues. And um, the first example was the one Pastor Kobe mentioned in Acts chapter two. You know, they were waiting and they had a desire. I think I personally had that experience. I was just there, and by the time I realized, I was just speaking in tongues because I had a desire to speak in tongues. So as I was there, like they, they were waiting in the upper room, they had a desire. They were, they were waiting. They were praying. Talking to God. Talking to God. Because God has said, Jesus had told them, go and wait for the promise yeah. of the Father. That's so in Acts, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Exactly. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. So whilst they were waiting, the Holy Spirit came and overwhelmed them. And the first thing that came out of them was the speaking in tongues. So it was one of the experiences. And if you look at the so Bible... So what you're saying is that there are more yeah. than one... There's more than one way yeah. of, in of speaking in tongues. Yes. The first is through desire yeah. and praying on your own. Yeah. So just on your own, you can have the Holy Spirit. You can receive the Holy Spirit with the consequent evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, speaking in tongues is the language that you receive when the Holy Spirit comes into your life. When you receive the Holy Spirit the consequence of receiving the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yes, yes. yes please. It's powerful. All right. So, basically, it's, it's an impartation by the Holy Spirit. It's an impartation, and there are various means by which you receive that impartation. And the first one is the desire, you know, and that he rightly said. The second one is, um, we can find it in Acts chapter, um, chapter 19, verse 6. There's one to in Acts chapter 10, but let me read this one first. You know, Paul had gone somewhere to Ephesus, you know, and he met some of the disciples there, and they, he, put, he engaged them in a dialogue. And the verse, verse 3, right, 
verse 5, the Bible says that when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they speak with tongues and prophesy. So the second impartation is by the laying on of hands. When um, a believer or a pastor puts his hands on you and you receive that impartation, it can also be a means of There's receiving. a scripture in Acts yeah. chapter 9 mm-hmm. concerning how Paul, we just mentioned Paul, how yeah. Paul received the Holy Spirit, you know. Uh, it, it didn't mention that he spoke in tongues, but when, when someone is with the Spirit, the first time, it comes with speaking in tongues. So yeah. if you read from, uh, from verse 13, let me read from, from verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and he has seen, and has seen the vision, a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to the, thy sins at Jerusalem. And there, and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. And the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him. When he got there, he put his hands on him. Wow. And said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight. That was what Jesus told him to go and do, isn't it? Wow, yeah. Yeah. But then he said, and that you be filled with the Holy Ghost. Wow. So laying on of hands brings the infilling of the Holy Ghost. When someone, a believer who is filled with the Holy Spirit, lays hands on you, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit wow. with the evidence of speaking with tongues. Wow. A similar thing is, is, so in this particular place, it's not mentioned categorically yeah. that Paul started speaking in yeah. tongues on this particular yeah, day, it but yeah. it happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we read, we, we, Pastor Kobe was mentioning in 1 Corinthians um, 14, 18, Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. So he was a man who was speaking in tongues. He wrote about it more than anybody in the scriptures, yeah. you know. And then if you read in Acts chapter, chapter, uh, chapter 8, we see a similar thing. You know, we are talking about the second way of speaking in tongues. What was the question? What was the question? How can you? How can I speak in tongues? You mentioned desire. How can I start speaking in tongues? We've spoken about the first one, which is through desire, on your own, praying on your own, Hmm. talking to God on your own, with a desire that I want to speak in tongues. You can start speaking in tongues on your own. And he gave himself as an example. He had that experience. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, he he received the Holy Spirit on his own, spoke in tongues on his own without anybody laying hands on him through desire. But then you can have another, you can have another believer laying hands on you for you to receive the Holy Spirit. So in Acts chapter 8, we see something similar happening. Acts chapter 8, um, let's read from verse 5. It says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip speak, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. You know, and he talks about how that unclean spirits left them and all of yeah. that. Hallelujah. Now, in go down to verse 14, Acts 8 14. The Bible says, Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Then verse 15 says, Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost? Mm. For as yet he was falling upon none of them. 
only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then the Bible says, then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Have you seen it? Yeah. Then laid they their hands on him on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, in this place too, you don't see them saying they received the Holy Ghost and spoke with tongues. But we know from Acts chapter 19, yeah. as Pastor Agent mentioned, yeah. Bible says that Paul laid hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost, and they spoke with tongues. So that is what happens when you receive the Holy Spirit for the first time. So we'll talk about the two experiences. There are two experiences, actually. There's a new birth. In this particular place, you see two things. The new birth, and then receiving the Holy Spirit. You see, receiving the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with tongues. Yeah. Hallelujah. Man of God, yeah. can continue. You know, um, Pastor, even with the scripture you mentioned in Acts chapter 8, when you read down to verse 18, you could see that uh, the Bible says that when Simon, yeah. who was a son, he yeah. saw yeah. that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the, the Holy, Holy Ghost, Ghost was, was given. given. He offered them money. Them money. He mm -hmm. saw something. Yeah. There was something tangible. Yeah. So yeah. it's one of the things you can glean mm -hmm. on yeah. to really know that something, something was, happening. was happening physically physically there was yeah. something happening you know and um the third one the third one is found in us chapter 10 hmm? verse 44 you know this was when cornelius yeah. had a revelation an angel appeared to him yeah. and then um, um he asked him to send for peter and when peter came he started preaching to them the gospel hmm. and um, the concluding part of the gospel of the of, of the message that passage yeah from verse 44 the bible says that while peter yet speak these words the holy ghost oh, fell on them sure. which heard the word and they and they of their circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with peter because on that the gentiles on the gentiles yes yeah. on the gentiles was also poured out the gift of the holy ghost for they had heard them speak with tongues and magnify god Hallelujah. They heard them speak in tongues. They heard them speak with tongues. Yeah. And yeah. magnified. So they yeah. knew. Yeah. It happened. They had received the Holy Spirit because, yeah. because they, they spoke with tongues. Yeah. So it's clearly an evidence. You know, and in this instance, you could see that as Peter was ministering the word of God, even as we are talking here, you can have an invitation. Right. Because as the word of God is being preached, you can have an invitation. There are many people who have had that experience where yeah. when the word of God was being preached, preached they received the Holy Spirit. And started speaking in Hallelujah. tongues. So the ministration of God's word is also one of the impartations mm. you can have mm. to receive the Holy Spirit and with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, one scripture I also want to say is Mark chapter 16. Yeah. Mark chapter 16, yeah. verse 15. Mm -hmm. you know, because we are doing this in this setting, I, I um, the last one for Sajin just mentioned, yeah. like hearing the word, reading yeah. the scriptures. So powerful. I've led a lot of people to speak in tongues this way when um, proximity was an issue, yeah. you know, over WhatsApp, over, over WhatsApp, calls, over and yeah. all that. Yeah. And he says, and he said unto his disciples, Go ye into all the world mm -hmm. and preach the gospel to every creature. Next verse. Is he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, he that believeth not shall be damned. Next verse. It's, and these signs shall follow them that believe. It says, In my name they shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues so tongues the the gift of speaking in tongues is a sign that uh, comes with believing hmm. you know so by taking a hold of the scripture like this uh, the same as receiving the word of god that is being preached to you hmm. you can by faith begin to speak in tongues 
So it's also one one very, very simple way. Just believing. The Bible says that if you believe, mm -hmm. it's a sign that follows those who believe. believe yeah. And you know that you believe. If you are born again, you believe in Jesus. So it's a sign that is inherent, uh, uh, inherently sitting inside you right now as we speak. So by faith, you can just reach out and begin to speak in tongues. It's a wonderful so the, the basis, the foundation of tongue speaking is believing. You See, must believe when you believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, you qualify to speak in tongues. Yeah. That's what the scripture is saying in yeah. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Yeah. So it's the foundation for the first type yeah. or first way of receiving the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing that my, my, my brother mentioned was in Acts chapter 2. They were waiting on God. Yeah. They were praying. They were tarrying, talking to God. And as they were talking to God, praying, studying the scriptures, they started speaking in tongues. They got born again and started speaking in tongues. Yeah. So when you believe, they say, they, in my name they shall cast out devils. That's the first thing that happens. Then in my name they shall speak with new, new tongues. tongues. So if you believe in Jesus Christ, in his name you can speak with new tongues. That's all. You don't even need someone to lay hands on you. Like we have in the first case. I believe, therefore I speak with tongues. You start speaking in tongues. Because the, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit is there actually. Yeah. When you, that, when, you, when you become born again, the Holy Spirit is involved in your new birth. Yeah. He's with you. He's in you, actually. Yeah. You see. So, in his name, you can speak in tongues. In his name, wherever you are. And in his name, as we are preaching like this, talking like this, you can have that experience. You can have an experience that the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, as Peter, while Peter speak these words, while he's yet speak, as he was talking, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard. And they began to speak with them. In, in, in tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's in Acts chapter 10, verse 44. So as you are listening to us right now, you can start speaking in tongues because you believe. You believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why are you not speaking in tongues? You should be speaking in tongues right now. So begin to speak in tongues wherever you are because it is a gift from God. It is a sign that you are a child of God. And it's the language that God has designed for you to flourish by. So don't withhold yourself. Liberate yourself from every bondage of thinking that this is for some select few. There are a lot of people who think that it's for, some, if it's for a selected few. It's not for a selected few. This scripture shows us in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, that all those who are born again, all those who believe in the name of the Son of God, must have this particular sign following mm. them. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you're born again, this is for you. It's a gift from God for you. And enjoy that gift. And yeah. have full, fullness given to you in terms of talking to God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I don't know if we've answered you. I'm sure we have. And I don't know if you're enjoying the words that we are sharing with you. Yeah. You know, the other question I was asked was, was how important is it? What is the importance of tongues? Hmm. What is it? What is the importance? Is tongue speaking important? Is this something everybody must have? If it is, what are the importance? So give us some of the importance of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, tongues speaking is too important. It's, it's something we cannot overemphasize. The relevance is too high. Hallelujah. You know, and there are so many scriptures surrounding tongue speaking, right? I want to show you a scripture in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, there are so many scriptures we can use, right? The Bible says that, For if I, I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit with, within me prays. Mm -hmm. That's the amplified version. 
I'm reading an amplified version. It says that if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays, wow. but my mind is unproductive. Mm. It bears no fruit mm. and it helps nobody. Mm. You know, it's one of the means by which we engage our spirit. Mm. You know, when you speak in tongues, most people pray with their understanding. Most of the time, what happens is that they are speaking their mind. And sometimes, if it's your mind, some, sometimes somebody may want to kill his neighbor. Mm. You know, I want my neighbor to die now. <laughs> right? It's not a prayer God will want to answer. But when you speak in tongues, you are speaking the will of God. You are engaging your new created spirit. You are engaging your spirit right away. The Bible says that my spirit by the Holy Spirit prays, within me prays. So the Holy Ghost here gives you an ability within your spirit. I mean, you cannot have it better than this. Mm. When the Holy Ghost himself, himself gives you an ability to pray, mm. you know, it's, it's the perfect. So one of the things you can identify here is the fact that as you engage your spirit by the ability of the Holy Spirit, you are praying the perfect will of God. You are praying and dealing with things you might not even be aware of. And you are solving problems you might not even know because you are engaging your spirit. The Bible says that the spirit of man knows all the things of that man. So when you pray, you have perfect knowledge over here. You are engaging your spirit. Be able to pray aright. Because most people don't pray right. Yeah. They don't know how to pray. But when you speak in tongues, it cannot go wrong. Mm. So this is the instance where you are engaging the Holy Spirit. The Holy yeah. Spirit is, has come to your aid. And he's enabling you to pray the will of God into being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's a very important point. Yeah, yeah we have to. Yeah. There are so many scriptures that can battle that yeah. point. Yeah. Romans chapter 8. Yeah. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. The Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself, this is Old King James English, or you say itself. The Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, how does this happen? He says the Spirit helps our infirmities. Why? For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Like he said, like Pastor Eugene was saying, you may think that you're supposed to be praying for your mother at this particular point, but maybe there's a great need for you to pray for your uncle or to pray for your pastor or to pray for yourself. But in your mind, because you are praying with your mind, with your understanding, you think that, oh, I should be praying for my mom. So, Father, thank you for my mother. Thank you that my mother's illness is going away in Jesus' name. But maybe there's an accident arranged for you, mm. yourself. Because you are the one praying for someone to be saved. So if you are taken away, nobody can pray for the other person. Yeah. And then it will end. You know? Now, how would you know? You don't know what to pray for as you ought. You don't know what to pray for as you ought. He didn't say you didn't know. We don't know how to pray. As for how to pray, God has told us how to pray in the scriptures. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Do you see? But we don't know what to pray for as, as we, ought. we ought. At what particular time you need to pray for what thing that you are supposed to pray for. So, 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, If I speak in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. The way to get you to communicate, start communing with the Holy Spirit, is by speaking in tongues. If you want to start talking to the Holy Spirit, what do you do? Start speaking in tongues. As you start speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit starts speaking with you. You know, he says, the Holy, My spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. My spirit, by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit begins to communicate with me, and we begin to prayer is communication, isn't yeah. it? So actually, I'm praying. We are praying. Yeah. I'm praying with Him, and I'm praying with Him. It's fellowship. Prayer is primarily fellowship. Yeah. You see, it is, and in that fellowship with the Spirit, He takes your infirmities. 
He begins to reveal to you. The Holy Spirit is called the revealing spirit. He reveals to you what your mind does not know. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. As it is written, I has not seen, neither ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But he has revealed them unto us by his spirit. You see, yeah. but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. You see, so the Holy Spirit knows every single thing that you ought to yeah. be talking about and be praying about yeah. at this particular point in time in your life. Yeah. And he is there to reveal them to you. He knows the things that are of God. Yeah. He knows what the will of God is. Yeah. So back in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, to, uh, 26 into 27, uh, let's read from 26. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself maketh the session for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You know, before you groan, you start speaking in tongues. As you speak in tongues, God leads the Holy Spirit leads you into groanings when He takes over completely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And He that searcheth the hearts, He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. He knows that He knows the mind because He's God. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He knows what the will of God is at every particular point in time. So a great advantage of speaking in tongues is the fact that when you speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit takes, he prays with you. And hence shows you what to pray for as you ought. So your infirmity, your limits, your, your um, how do I even say it? Your, your, your unfortunate shortcoming of not knowing what you should pray for, exactly what you should pray for. I don't think you should be firing. If the enemy is straight in front of you and you are firing to the left and to the right, what are you doing? You, he will kill you. You are dead already because you are firing off sight. So speaking in tongues is a means of firing properly. Hallelujah. Engaging properly and firing as you're supposed to. Wow. You are better off speaking in tongues because the Holy Spirit takes, helps you. To pray. This is a means to pray by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if you, there are plenty. I, we, we, we have a, an audio uh, yeah. devotional called uh, Five Minutes of Pasuti yeah. that um, covers some of these things. I remember there's, there's, there's this particular one called Ten Benefits of Speaking in Tongues. Well, we spoke about how important it is, the things you get out of speaking in tongues. You know? So you can find, it's on the podcast even, you can just find it and just listen to it and it will help you but then we're going to mention some as much as we can another thing i would like to talk about is you know the bible says that the just shall live by his faith you know when daddy was teaching concerning the believer's authority he made it so clear how that there are a lot of things that we feel it is in god's hands that actually depend on what we do Hmm. and your faith uh, has everything to do with how your life turns out you know jesus talking about prayer mentioned that will the son of man find faith in the earth when he comes prayer is highly linked to faith you know and when you read in Jude chapter 1 from verse 20 let's read amplified it's so interesting so so wonderful it says that let me read from mine Jude 1 20 Jude Jude just one chapter one chapter so Jude verse 20 is that you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. It says, make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I want you to take note that you are building on your most holy faith. Because in prayer, 
you are operating on the highest level of faith you can operate on. You know, when Jesus was talking about prayer, he said that um, will he find faith in the earth when he comes? So in prayer, you are operating on your highest level of faith, but then you can build on that as you pray in the Holy Spirit. And the same thing, so he said that make progress. So as you speak in tongues, you are actually making progress. You are actually strengthening your faith. You know, you are opening up your mind, opening up your heart to be able to allow the word of God to work on you some more. And the same thing is written in First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, when you read verse 2. It says that the one who speaks in tongues edifies himself. You build up yourself. You charge up yourself. It says for the one who speaks in... Actually, verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4, yes. Verse 4. Verse 4. It says he who speaks in a strange tongue edifies and improves himself. You improve yourself. You know, you improve yourself, you build up yourself, you build up yourself, you charge up yourself. Sometimes things like uh, timidity, things like fear, things like uncertainty, you know, things that as you start speaking in tongues, there's this fire that comes from God, there's this boldness that comes from God. There's a, a version that says that, I think it's Amplified verse 2. There's a version that says that the one who speaks in an unknown tongue emboldens himself. I don't know which version it is, I wish you could get it. But the one who speaks an unknown tongue emboldens himself. So one of the ways, you know, the devil's major weapon and major uh, way of attacking you is through fear, through uncertainties and all those things. But if you are somebody who speaks in tongues regularly, you notice that fear disappears from your life. Mm. Because as you speak in tongues, you charge up yourself. As you speak in tongues, you build up yourself. As you speak in tongues, you become bolder in the things that you know. You don't have to know so much. Mm. What you know already is magnified, is amplified in your mind and in your heart as you speak in tongues. It's a wonderful thing. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't know if there's more. Yeah. There's so much there's more. So yeah. much even, so much. even with the scriptures we've quoted, there are yeah. so many yeah. aspects of it we can dwell on. And, and I mean, it's really amazing, right? You know, the human intellect is really limited. You know, I mean, look at our current situation where we have coronavirus and people are knocking their heads on trying to find remedy. The Bible says that even the Holy, you see, God is, is an engagement with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that when the Holy Spirit comes, the Spirit of truth comes, mm. He will show us things, things to come. Yeah. He makes us aware, mm. you know, of a lot of things, you know. So one of the things you, you, you can be assured of is you know, sometimes people read things, for instance, you, you read in the Bible that by His stripes you are healed or you yeah. have healing. But how to walk in that knowledge, you know, becomes a problem for you, you see. But when you engage yourself in, 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 in praying in the Holy Ghost, your spirit becomes open to the realities of God, mm. right? There's, there, you know, I realized that there has been a very significant change in my life since mm. I started speaking in tongues. Wow. I mean, I can clearly demarcate the difference. Mm. I, can, I can tell the difference in my life when I started speaking in tongues. You know, before then, I used to have a lot of struggles here and there. Mm. You know, praying was a big problem for me. I just couldn't engage myself actively yeah. in the things of yeah. God. But when I started speaking in tongues, mm. the scriptures became clearer to me. I could engage, the Holy Ghost just opened my eyes mm. to see the realities of God for me. You know, so it, it makes my spirit more active. You know, and God's investment Which is the real you. The real yeah. me. Spirit you is know, the real you. The real me. Exactly. Who controls your, your mind Everything. and your body. Yeah. Exactly. 
exactly you know and and that's god's greatest investment for me mm. that we created spirit mm. so for me to know you know we say greater is he who is in us mm. than he that is in the world we get to know what is really in us yeah the kind of ability god has given to us he brings it, it makes the scriptures brings the scriptures alive yeah speaking yeah. in tongues yeah. brings the scriptures yeah. alive in your spirit yeah. as you speak in tongues all the things that god has said concerning you and about you yeah. begins to become you become very confident and very bold about it mm. you know there are christians who are not so bold they are not bold because they don't speak with tongues and like, you can you, you you can have that ability to speak in tongues that and you are not using it yeah you can be born again you can speak in tongues but the, you speak in tongues only sundays. in church yeah. on sundays now that there's no church <laughs> it's finished the tell us time you know you do two minutes three minutes it's not good enough it's not good enough. You don't find gold on top of the surface of the earth. You have to go deep if you want to find gold. Do you see? So speaking in tongues activates all the abilities of the spirit that is resident in you. All the abilities of God that is resident in you. It brings it to bear. That's one of the major things it does for you. And that's what he's talking about right now. You see, one of the things is that speaking in tongues brings you into health and into healing. Yeah. You remember he mentioned something in Isaiah, yeah. you know, concerning how that with stammering lips, Isaiah uh, chapter twenty-eight, right? Yeah, verse, verse 11. eleven and twelve. Let's look at it. If you want to rest in life, hmm. you need to speak in tongues a lot more. Wow. If you want to enjoy health, he says, "For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his to these people." Verse twelve. To whom he said, this is the rest. He says, speaking in tongues is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. Wow. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. This, this is what brings you rest. The more you speak in tongues, the more rest you enjoy. Yeah. You enjoy rest in your soul, rest in your body. You enjoy refreshing. Yeah. You are refreshed. The means of being refreshed is not by going to a spa. A spa is important, but that is not the primary means. The primary means of being refreshed is not by sitting and looking at the stars. Mm -hmm. It's good, but that is not the major means. As you look at the stars, you speak in tongues. The more you speak in tongues, the more refreshed you become, the more relaxed you become, the more your soul is quietened. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's, it's so important to speak in tongues. Then in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, let's look at Romans 8, 11. It says yeah. that, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also give life to your mortal bodies wow. by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He shall give life to your mortal bodies by the Spirit which dwelleth in you. And as you speak in tongues, guess what? The Holy Spirit, like we said, you are communicating with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, every the Holy Spirit is the, is the administrator of everything God. Mm. Anything God has is administered, is made real by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, He shall lead you into all truth, He shall lead you into all reality. He leads you into the reality of God's word. You may have knowledge concerning God's word, but then the reality of it, having an experience with it, may be something you don't have. Speaking in tongues will lead you into those realities because the Holy Spirit, your spirit by the Holy Spirit begins to pray as you speak in tongues. And you begin to enjoy all that the Holy Spirit has for you. So your healing, your health is dependent on your speaking in tongues. Wow. The more you speak in tongues, the more refreshed you become, the more your soul is calmed down, and the more you receive healing. The healing abilities of the Spirit that is inside your spirit begins to show forth all around you in your body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's so many. I don't know if yeah. you, you want to add um, some more. We can go back to First Corinthians chapter 14. Um, maybe let's read from verse 4. It says that 
he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Mm -hmm. I've spoken about that. It says, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. The prophecy here is talking about teaching, mm. preaching. It says, I would that ye all speak with tongues, mm -hmm. but rather that you prophesy. You prophesy. It says, for greater is he that prophesy than he that speaketh in tongues, except he interprets that the church may receive edifying. So the clause here was that just for the sake of the church. Do you understand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It is now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. Now, he lists these four things, revelation, knowledge, prophesying, and doctrine. Yeah. And he says that the one who speaks in tongues, what he means is that what the one who speaks in tongues actually has access to these four things for himself. And he said that the only reason why I would prefer that you preach is so that everybody will enjoy, will enjoy what you are benefiting mm. alone by speaking in tongues. Yeah. That means that speaking in tongues opens you up to revelation. Mm. It opens you up to knowledge. knowledge. It opens you up to prophesying. Okay. And it opens you up to doctrine. Mm. So sometimes there are some things you don't understand. You know, there are some people, sometimes we can, you can hear preaching concerning divine healing but some way some way looks as though you just can't believe it mm. pray on those things yeah you know as you speak in tongues that's why sometimes when when you are in church that's why when we are in church and the message is coming we speak in tongues under breath because it is a way of opening yourself up for you to receive revelation it's a way of opening yourself up the bible says that in christ are hid all the treasures mm. of wisdom Cola, and of knowledge you know the way of accessing that knowledge yeah. is by speaking in tongues yeah. You know, I had a man of God giving a testimony of how that he can get access to any kind of knowledge. Mm. That if there is something that needs to be operated in a certain sense and he cannot operate it, yeah. as he touches the thing mm. and begins to speak in tongues, he receives knowledge concerning how the thing works. Information. Information. So you have access to wealth of information. Yeah. Your business you can work. Your, Your business can business work. Can work. Your academics can Your work. Your academics can so work. Some of the things that opened my mind when mm. I was in school, I noticed that when I started speaking in tongues, my understanding skyrocketed mm. because... Now, there was nothing that was difficult for me to understand in, anymore because as I speak in tongues, my spirit is engaged. And your spirit, the, uh, Pastor read a scripture in First Corinthians chapter 2 where you see that all that God has is available through the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, he says, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that is inside him. Yeah. He says, even so, the things of, of God, God knoweth, knoweth no, man. no man but the spirit of mm. God. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. And God says that Jesus said, that all that the Father has is mine, mm. and I'll give you the Spirit, mm. and he will declare it unto you. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit declares unto you what is God's, which is actually yours because you are joint heirs with Christ. Mm. So when you speak in tongues, you enter into fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and that communion goes, uh, happens in that place. You know, a lot of people have known prayer to be asking God for things, mm. but it goes beyond that. Yeah. That is why... Uh, people don't enjoy prayer. That's true. That is why uh, your prayer, it looks as though your prayers are not answered because mm. God has given you everything already. Mm. What he needs is to sit down with you, mm -hmm. to show you, you know, when you go on verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2, 12. Yes, verse 12. It says, now we have received the spirit, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God, mm. so that we might know the things, the things that are freely given to us of God. Mm. Verse 13, it gets better. 
Verse 30 says, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom mm. teacheth. Mm. It says, comparing spiritual things but with spiritual. Which the Holy Ghost but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Mm. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. It's nicer mm. in the Amplified. Mm. Way nicer in the Amplified. It says, we are setting for this word, not, we are setting this for this truth, not in words taught by human wisdom. You know, human intellect human wisdom is so limited you know sometimes even communicating with somebody in your mother tongue you notice that you want to say something but it's not you you can't really communicate you can't find the words for it you end up beating around the bush you know but it says that we are setting for this truth not in words which human wisdom which is taught by human wisdom Mm. says but taught by the holy spirit combining and interpreting spiritual truth with spiritual spiritual language language. that is speaking in tongues it says to those who possess the holy spirit so your spirit can receive information you can know exactly what to do sometimes you are at a certain crossroad you don't know where to go you don't know what kind of prayer to pray don't know whether you should sow a seed whether you should consult this one read the book you don't know what to do but you can receive access to information Mm. into your spirit as you speak in tongues it is too powerful hallelujah hallelujah what a blessing what a blessing we have something i tell you so put put what you have to work a lot of christians don't speak in tongues i mean on your own you don't speak in tongues. you are just there some people ask me questions how do i know what to preach you know someone uh, um, asked a question some time ago like he said you're always preaching on sometimes in the in the course of a week i can preach about 10 times or 15 times in the course of a week i could have so many meetings and in every meeting what i'll say in different places what i'll say in this meeting is different from what i'll say in this meeting and different from what i'll say in this it's like i have something to say all the time now how do i know what to say at what time how do i know what to teach how do i know how do i make the decisions i make how do I know we are supposed to do this? We are supposed to start a church here. We are supposed to move this pastor from this place to this place. How do I know we are supposed to make this kind of investment? How do I know all those things? I know through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, through the language that he has given for communication. This is what to have to communicate with them in order to have access to information, to wisdom, to knowledge, to visions. Yeah. Do you see? If you read in Acts chapter 2, I think we spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> but it's very important we, yeah. we do very very important for verse 14 you know when we were speaking in Acts chapter 2 talks about we've been using it for some time now Acts chapter 2 verse 14 and it says but peter standing up you know because as they were as they were praying and sp- speaking in tongues and people were understanding in their own languages some people came and said that these people are drunk and peter said that ah, it's just 9 a.m in the morning how can we be drunk so he, he peter, peter stood up but peter standing up with the 11 lifted up his voice and said unto them ye men of judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is by the ninth, the third hour of the day. That is 9 a.m. Yeah. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens are part in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So this is what this is what is written. They shall I shall pop of my spirit upon all flesh, and they shall your your sons your daughters shall prophesy. Are you a child of God? Yeah. Are you a daughter of God? Are you a son of God? He says you shall prophesy. How does prophecy come? Prophecy is speaking in tongues plus interpretation. When you if you are going to prophesy, it's going to is is from speaking in tongues and then interpreting. We just saw that in First yeah. uh, Corinthians chapter fourteen. Yeah. 
you know, you, you speak in tongues, you prophesy. As you speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit brings you words. He brings you information. When you declare those words and those scriptures that is given to you, bubbling up in your spirit, you are prophesied. When you speak it forth, you are prophesied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it can be something concerning your life, something concerning someone's life, something concerning a, a situation, a place, whatever it is. God will give you information. He'll give you information beforehand. Wow. Sounds like I'm speaking in tongues and I start seeing visions. I start seeing, as soon as I close my eyes, I start seeing visions. As I speak in tongues, I start seeing visions of various things. Various things. What I'm supposed to do. Oh, Where I'm supposed to go. Who I'm supposed to talk to. Who I'm supposed to call. There was a day I was speaking in tongues. God, the Holy Spirit just brought to my mind someone's name. Call this person. That changed a lot of things in our ministry. Just that one call changed a lot of things in our ministry. Sometimes speaking to sometimes you don't know what to even listen to. Yeah. You don't know what message to listen to. You don't know what to read. What book should I read? Which part of the Bible should I even read? As you speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit gives you information and shows you, read this one. Yeah. Watch this one. Yeah. That's how I'm led. Yeah. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So speaking in tongues causes you to be led by the Spirit. It brings you visions, it brings you prophecy, it brings you into greatness. Hallelujah. So you can't, it is too important. We cannot overemphasize it. Don't say, oh, my mother church is not into it. It's not about a church. It's not about a denomination. It goes beyond denominations. It's not about a denomination. It's not about that at all. It's about having life, living the life that God has given to you and having the results that God wants you to have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Yes, I want to add, yes, I want to add one more. Yes. You know, um, one of the things that has happened since I started speaking in tongues is the fact that I can pray for long. Wow. You know, sometimes people wonder, why do you need to pray for long? Mm-hmm. If you remember in the Bible, um, when Jesus and the hour of temptation yeah. went in the garden. Garden of Gethsemane. Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. In Matthew chapter 26. Yeah. You know, Jesus started praying. And just after one hour, Peter... James and John were fast asleep. They were gone. You know, and Jesus came and said something very important mm. to them. He said that, watch and pray mm. that you do not fall into temptation. temptation yeah. Sometimes people fall into all kinds of problems. Yeah. You know, someone can just go and fornicate hey. and he says that, I'll never do that again. Mm. What? Because he's falling into temptation, mm. right? But when you speak in tongues, Jesus said the flesh is weak. Mm. You know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh, the flesh is weak. Is weak. Yeah. So when you speak in tongues, it emboldens your spirit. Yeah. You put your fleshly desires mm, under control. Mm, so as you speak, you know, and this was the habit of Jesus. Mm. The Bible says that every a great morning. while, every morning, a great while before day. Mm. Can you imagine Jesus waking up a great while before? God. That is many hours. God. That is many hours. Yeah, on God end. Himself. Yeah. Oh man. You know, many and we are hours. Sleeping. We are sleeping. <laughs> and Jesus did this for three times. That means that within three hours, Jesus was praying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. It was a very difficult thing for him to yeah. go through the cross. Yeah. He said, Father, if it is possible, but as he kept praying, mm. he, he was strengthened by the Spirit. Yeah. You know, so when you speak in tongues, you are strengthened. Some of you, you have some habits you want to stop. Mm. You don't know what to do. Mm. Speak in tongues. Mm. When you speak in tongues, that. you are emboldened. So there's a question here yeah. that I think we should answer before we close for the day. Okay. That leads into what you're talking about. I think two or three people ask the same question. Why do most Christians find it so difficult to do the things of God? That was one question from someone. Then the other person also said, why is it so easy to do bad things and so difficult to do the things of the Holy Spirit? That was the other person. And I think there was a third question along that. Okay, at least we found two. So, I mean, okay, the other one was uh, uh, how 
how can I love God? Something about how can I show my love to God more? Do you see? Yeah. I mean, I think what we are saying leads to answering yeah. these particular, yeah. this particular, these questions that yeah. have been asked. Yeah. The more you speak in tongues, the more you embolden, the more your your spirit man becomes strong. Take Listen, the lead. Your spirit man can do it can do so many things. Wow. <laughs> he can do so many things. He can help you to do so many things. He's perfect. Doesn't have any problem. That's the real original you. The problem is in your flesh. The problem is in your mind. And even that one, if you understand the script, the scriptures are quickening you. The Bible says in, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 26. Let's look at it. Galatians 2, 26. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. You love your Bible. Love it. What a blessing. What a blessing. That's Galatians 2. Yes, please. No, it cannot be Galatians, Galatians chapter 2. Five. Galatians chapter 5, yeah. not 2. Let's read Galatians 5. Let's read 24. It says, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with their affections and lusts. Wow. Are you Christ? Yeah. It says, And they that are Christ, if you belong to Christ, this you have crucified the flesh with their affections and lusts. So all the problems your flesh can give to you, he says he has crucified it. Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. Romans chapter 6. Nevertheless, I, I live. Yet not I, but... <laughs> Galatians. That's Galatians today. I've combined two scriptures: Galatians two twenty, <laughs> and then Romans chapter six. Hallelujah! You know, but he's just letting you know that your flesh was crucified. All the problems, the last of the flesh was crucified with Christ. That's the truth. Yeah. Do you see? Now, how come it is it's not real in your life? <clears throat> it's not real in your life because you are finding difficult to live for God. You are finding difficult to do anything for God because you have allowed your flesh to lead you. Yeah. Mm. So in Galatians, same books, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians 5, 16. It says, this I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why do you keep doing bad things? It's because you are walking in the flesh. If you want to do good things, what do you need to do? Walk in the spirit. How do you walk in the spirit? That's one of the major ways of walking in the spirit. Major ways of walking in the spirit. The other one is walking in the word. Walking in the spirit is praying in tongues and meditating on the word of God. Keeping your mind on the word of God. Because every single thing that, every single temptation you have, or every single thing that you have to, that will take you away from God, comes to your mind. It comes as a thought. Yeah. Do you see and through the word of God, you can cast down every imagination. You replace the thoughts that comes to you with thoughts from God, with thoughts of his word. And you speak in tongues regularly. Regular. That's the key. You know, you can go for months without doing anything wrong. Yeah. Sometimes people say that, oh, we are all not perfect. It's not true. Please. There are people who are perfect. There are Christians who are perfect. God gave us the Holy Spirit and gave us a word for the perfection of the saints. Give us pastors and all of that for the perfection of the saints. If you read in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, it says that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some, past, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the work of the ministry, for, for the perfection of the saints. I'm reading Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. For the perfection of the saints, you see, he says that he gave all these people for the purpose of perfecting the saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he wants you to be perfect. Now, is there a conclusion to your perfection? Emphatically, yes. Is it in heaven? Emphatically, no. Oh. It's on earth. Wow. Paul spoke about those who are perfect already yeah. in, in yeah. Philippians chapter 2. 
Let's look at it. I want to show it to you so that you see it. Because in, 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 in most people's minds, it's like, oh, all of us will do wrong. We can't, well, we can't help ourselves. Soon, soon, pe hunami emero. The spirit is willing, but there's, I'm, only the, <laughs> I'm only human. Please stop talking like one of the unlearned people. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did I say? Philippians two, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, it has to be Philippians three. Philippians three. From verse 14, he says, I pressed over the mark for the prize of the high calling. Let, let me read from verse 13. Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I pressed over the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect. Wow. Let us, therefore, as many as be what? Be perfect. Be thus minded. And if any man, if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal on even this unto you. So there were some people who were perfect in the church in Philippi. Yeah. It says, as many as are perfect, let them be disminded. Do you see? So um, we have been given the word, we've been given the spirit to help us become perfect, to help us live the way God wants us to live. Never say, I can't, I can't uh, 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 live for God. I can't help myself. Who told you you can't help yourself? Stop talking like that. That's why you can't help yourself. Yeah. You've been saying that to yourself for so long. You can't stop what the bad thing you're doing. Yeah. It's as though it's so easy to serve the devil and so easy to serve your flesh and so difficult to serve God. It is not true. It's actually the other way around. It is the easiest thing to serve God. It is the easiest thing to respond to God yeah. because you don't have the nature of the devil any longer. You now have the nature of God as a wow. child of God. You are a child of God. Yeah. It is more difficult for you to do wrong yeah. now yeah. than it is for you to do right. It is easier for you to do right. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is easier for you to do the right thing. It is your nature to do. It is consistent with your nature to do the right thing. But because you, have not, you are not doing what God wants you to do, you are not engaging yourself in the spirit, engaging yourself in the word, it seems as though your flesh has become so big. Yeah. Your, 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 your limitations have become so big. But all those things are not real. The more you speak in tongues, the more you embolden to live the way God wants you to live. The more you study the word and get into the word. You see, be done with the unnecessary excitements that come from Unnecessary things. Yeah. <laughs> it's step proud. It won't do much for you. This is what will bring you real progress in life. Real progress. Make real progress. Speaking in tongues. Make real progress. Studying the scriptures. That's what you need to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if I'm making sense at all. Wow. So don't don't. A very interesting question. How? How can? Uh, 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 yeah, so this was a, the, the, the third or fourth one. How can Christians be devoted to the things of Christ? Do you see? Why do Christians find, most Christians find it so difficult to do the things of God? Why is it so easy to do bad things and so difficult to do the things of the Holy Spirit? It's because of where you are walking. Wow. It's because of where you are walking. We live in the Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Verse 9 says that but you are in the, in the spirit we were born in the spirit and we live in the spirit it says but ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit if so be that the spirit of god dwell in you if the holy spirit dwells in you you are a child of god yeah. and hence you are in the spirit you are not in the flesh you are in the spirit 
Have you seen it? Yeah. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. But you have the spirit of Christ. Because you have the spirit of Christ, you are his. You are in the spirit. We live in the spirit. We dwell in the spirit. We do everything in the spirit. Now, it is up to you to walk in the spirit, to continue your life in the spirit, to continue your day in the spirit. You live in the spirit. But how are you living in the spirit? How do I live in the spirit? That living in the spirit, or sorry, walking in the spirit is the means to doing all that God wants you to do. Yeah. Is the means to fulfilling all the purpose of God in your life. Is a means of doing good works. Because remember, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says that we have not been, we have been born again. We have been recreated in Christ Jesus. We are the workmanship of God. Recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works. We've been born unto good works. Mm. That's that's what God has created you for, unto good works. Okay? So what are you going to do about it? I'm going to walk in the Spirit. How do I walk in the Spirit? Don't be shy of it. Don't be shy of speaking in tongues. Speak in tongues regularly. That's the only way. That's the, there's no, I can give you uh, methods. When you're moving around, say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Or fast a lot, a lot. It's not about fasting. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a formula work. The key thing is to walk in the spirit. How do you walk in the spirit? Speak in tongues a lot. Speak in tongues regularly. That is why the apostles said to the disciples at that time in in Acts chapter six that it is not enough for us to we will not leave the word of God and come and say tables, but we will give time. Appoint other people to handle this. We will give time to prayer. prayer. Praying in the spirit, they call it the prayer. They are talking about speaking in tongues. Romans chapter Acts chapter six verse four. But we will give ourselves continually. They didn't say some time. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. This this is it. This is the way to live the way God wants you to live. This is the way to have fruit, to have results. You can't go around. You can try everything. It won't work. Speak in tongues a lot. Study the word. Read the Bible a lot. Cut the time you spend on Twitter. Yeah. Series. TV. Movies. Say something. <laughs> Somebody should say something. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, it's like there's so much to say. There's so little time. Hallelujah. You know, um, maybe we can read Romans chapter 8 again from verse 6. Romans chapter 8 verse. It says, For to be carnally minded is death, hmm. but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You know, verse 5 says for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh but they that are after the spirit do mind the things of the spirit walking in the spirit is everything sometimes uh, it looks as though it is so it takes so much to walk in the spirit but it costs so much to walk in the flesh you know you have to have that at the back of your mind you know imagine walking blind there was a day you were preaching uh, there you did a demonstration you blindfolded me and asked me to go and look for my wife i mean it is it's an impossible task no matter how well you memorize where the person is you notice that the every the the least thing becomes an obstacle you get it. This a plastic chair was a great obstacle for me. Mm-hmm. I could have fallen down easily. Yeah. Meanwhile, if there is light and my eyes are open, it is not a problem at all. I can easily move it aside and go uh, to where I want to go to. You know. So don't think that. Uh, I, I don't know how these things come, but that, that's why we are receiving the word. That's why we are having this meeting don't think that the time you take aside 
to speak in tongues. You know, as we were praying, one of the things the Holy Spirit was bringing to my mind is that uh, don't listen. The devil, anybody who speaks in tongues goes through the point at the beginning where the devil makes you feel like you are what you are doing is it's foolish. Nonsense. It's nonsense. Sometimes you can even feel like it's not the actual Holy Spirit. But when you read in Luke chapter 11, verse 11, Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. He said that if uh, when you ask your father for bread, he yeah. will not give you a stone. He said, yeah. if a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or That's if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? That's a wicked father. That's a wicked father. He says, or if he asks for an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? A that would be a very serious thing. He says, if then ye being evil know how to good to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So there is no way. What Jesus is saying is that there is no way you ask for the Holy Spirit. There is no way you put your faith to work to speak in tongues that you are going to get any other thing apart from the Holy Spirit. So that is settled, you know. Now, you have to go after, you know, in John chapter 7, it says, in the last day, verse 37, it says, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, that is, if anybody is testing, can we read it? It says, if anybody says, let him come and drink. It says, the one who believes John out seven, of his belly, John 7, verse 37, verse 38, we are in verse 38 now. It says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture saith, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Verse 39, Says this speaky, but this speaky of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Says, but for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So he is that the life. You know, the water represents life. He's the one who lights up your world. He's the one that brings life to your world. So it is so important for you to engage him. And whatever it costs, you know, whatever it takes, the time that movie time, that social media browsing time, that sleeping time that you are going to put aside to be able to sit down and speak in tongues. It's worth it more it's than anything it. in this world. It's worth it. Now, what thing I notice is that when you start speaking in tongues, he, he leads you into the world, into the word, because he says that he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, that is what he will speak. So sometimes, I, when, I notice when reading the Bible becomes difficult, I notice that my prayer life has gone down. Yeah. But when I speak in tongues a lot, mm. I always yearn for the word of God. Yeah. When I take my Bible and I'm reading, I don't sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep. Mm-hmm. I can be sleepy, but as I speak in tongues and I take the Bible, the sleep will disappear. Yeah. And what I'm reading becomes very interesting, as interesting as the movie I would have watched, yeah. as interesting as a series I would have watched. I, I read it and actually enjoy it. And one of the wonderful things that happens is that he brings them to remembrance, you know. Mm-hmm. says that's what I've given you, keep by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So he helps you keep the things you are reading and then he brings it to your mind. So at that point where you notice that you, you want to do it's like doing something for God has become difficult mm. or responding to your flesh is knocking at your door. Mm. What you need is for the Holy Spirit to come and remind you yeah. of how costly it is mm. to follow the flesh. Mm. What you need is for the Holy Spirit to come and remind you of the blessing of following God and living for God. And if you don't have that inside you, that is where you suffer. That is where you suffer. And it is so expensive, I promise you. It's too expensive. Why is it easy to do bad things and so difficult to do the things of the Holy Spirit? You are not giving your... It's what you are giving your attention to. Yeah. 
It's all about what you are giving your attention to. We just read it, Romans chapter 8. Do you see? What you mind is what you produce. Garbage in, garbage out. If you were minding all kinds of foolish things, you will be doing all kinds of foolish things. What you give your attention to is what you produce. Let's, let's go up. Romans chapter 8. Let's read from verse 5 now. From verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Do you see? So you can be born again, a child of God, and you, are, you, mind, you are after the flesh, and you mind the things of the flesh. What is she talking about? It, it, it's, it's just you know, being concerned with things that you can see and things that you can feel only. Your senses, just relating with your senses only. You are just eating and paying attention to Netflix all over the place. And I mean, brother, sister, let's be, let's be honest with ourselves. If you are going to be watching movies from morning to evening, don't expect to be able to do anything good for God. It's not going to work. Okay? What you are looking at is what you become. Yeah. That's the truth. I don't want to say some things on there. But what you're looking at is what you become. So it's all, it's all up to you. God has redeemed you. God has brought you into the kingdom of light. Now he wants you to continue your life every single day to progress in that same light by walking in the spirit. See, for they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit. So the question is, are you after the spirit? Yeah. You are in the spirit, but are you after the spirit? I don't know if you get it. Yeah. You are so we are we are you can be in your house. Okay? But are you after your house? <laughs> I don't know if you get it. You can be in your house, but you don't care what is in the house. Not at all. You don't care whether the curtains are dirty, whether the bowls are dirty, whether the floor has been swept, whether the hall is looking good. If you are not keeping your house tidy, you are not you don't mind your house. Even though you are in your house, you don't mind your house. You can be living in a, in a rubbish dump in your house. All caused by you. Because you are, not, you, you, you are not giving your attention to your house. I don't know if you get it. Yeah. So even though we are in the spirit, if you don't mind the spirit, if you are not after the spirit, you, will, you are after the flesh. And your flesh posted in my flesh, in me, that is in my flesh. There's no good thing. There's no good thing in your flesh. There's no good thing. So mind the spirit, be after the, the spirit, and you will be able to do good things. You'll be able to, all these questions that you ask, how can I, why is it so easy to do bad things, blah, blah. Then it says, why do Christians, uh, how can Christians be devoted to the things of Christ? Walk in the spirit. Why do Christ, most Christians find it so difficult to do the things of God? It's because they are after the flesh. Yeah. They are not after the spirit. That's why it's so difficult to do the things of, of God. Paul said, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as to carnal, even as unto base in Christ. Oh, God. Wow. I'm overwhelmed. You know, I'm, I'm just so blessed. Hallelujah. You know, um, just to add to what Pastor was saying, Romans chapter 13, verse 14. I want to read the um, amplified version. The Bible says that, but clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Messiah mm. and make no provision for indulging the flesh. Uh, Put a stop to thinking about evil, evil cravings. About the evil cravings of wow. the physical nature. Wow. To gratify its senses, mm. its desires. 
Hallelujah. Mm. You know, I don't, I, it's not possible to be thinking about some things mm -hmm. when I'm speaking in tongues. Mm. Yeah. You see, so one of the ways to come to a certain consciousness is by speaking in tongues. You know, if I want to become more conscious of the word of God, mm. if I want to become more conscious about the Holy Spirit, mm. if I want to become more conscious about spiritual things, the more I speak in tongues, the more I become more, I become conscious of it. You see, so I mean, just think about it. I'm speaking in tongues and I'm thinking about how I'm going to throw something at Pastor Kobe. <laughs> it doesn't work because when you are speaking in tongues, you are receiving an enablement by the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit does not throw envy and foolishness at not you, at all. He stirs up the love of God in your heart. You know, so it's, it's like, like what Pastor was saying your mind, you see, and the way to curb your mind and to put your mind in the right direction is by speaking in tongues. And by so doing, the Bible says that you put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You become more conscious of the Word of God. Jesus is the Word. So when you become conscious of the Word of God at work in your life, you are putting on the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this, this is the little... I want to add. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Wow. I'm sure you've enjoyed yourself. I, I think so we had a very lovely, blessed. those of us who are here in the studio, we've just I had a lovely time. I don't know about you out there in your home or wherever you may find yourself. I believe that you've learned something, been blessed. You've had something that has changed your life, that something that has prompted you to act the way God wants you to act. So the major, I think the two major things we've spoken about today is be, how to be born again. And speaking in tongues, how important it is to speak in tongues. You must speak in tongues, I tell you. You have to speak in tongues. You have to. <laughs> you have to. There's no, there's no um, side to it. There's no, there's no other. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. Nothing else works, to be honest with you. Nothing else works. You see. So for you to be consistent with God and to do what God wants you to do, some people ask me questions. How do you remember scriptures? Mm. I remember scriptures because the Holy Spirit brings them to my mind. He brings them to my mind. You see, why? Before, how do I prepare to come and, to come and preach or come and? I just speak in tongues. When I'm preparing to come and preach, I, I don't go into the Bible. I'm reading here, reading here, reading here, reading. I do that during the week. But if I'm coming to come and preach, if I have about two hours, three hours to come and preach, it's not now that I'm coming to search <laughs> to check what is written in Romans five four and check what is written. No, I, there's no time for that. It is time to pray. I speak in tongues more. Yeah. So I'll know exactly what to do per time. So brothers and sisters, speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. If you are watching us out there and you are not born again, this is your opportunity to be born again. Like we said at the beginning, all you need to do is to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and believe that when he died, God raised him from the dead and confess that for yourself and you shall be born again. So close your eyes wherever you are right now. I want to lead you to Christ. Father, thank you. Say this with these words after me. I know you believe. That's why you're going to say these words after me. So say these words after me. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. Come and die for me. I believe that when he died, on the third day, you rose him from the dead. I believe that when you rose him from the dead, he ascended up to the heavens. I believe that when he ascended up to the heavens, he sat down on your right hand. I believe that when he died, I died with him. When he was buried, I was buried with him. I believe that when he was raised from the dead, I was raised from the dead together with him. I believe that to get, today I'm seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I declare boldly that I've been taken from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's Son. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son, Jesus. 
I'm grateful and I'm thankful. I declare boldly that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Salvation is mine. I declare boldly that the devil has no place in my life. Devil, you have no place in my life anymore. I'm a child of God. From today onwards, I'll serve God with my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you just did that, you are born again. It's as simple as ABCD. You are born again. And you are a child of God right now. I want you to send us a message so that we get to know what has happened to you. And then we'll get in touch with you and help you some more with many materials. This is just the beginning. There are so many things that you need to learn, that you need to know, so that you can be stable in God and increase the way God wants you to. You know, um, it is said that about 90, 90% of all those who give their lives to Christ in the course of a year go back, especially Muslims. 90% of Muslims who give their lives to Christ go back to Islam because they are not followed up on and they are not thought what has happened to them. So we don't want you to go back. We want to teach you. We want to help you. That's what I want you to get in touch and we'll help you and pray for you. Give you some more materials and help you grow. We are not saying come to a church. That's not what we are saying. What we are doing is beyond church. Jesus didn't die for a certain denomination. He died for all of humanity. It's not about Love Economy Church or Church of Pentecost. It's not about us at all. It's all about Jesus. So just get in touch so that we can help you with the necessary information and cause you to increase. And if you want to receive the Holy Spirit right now, wherever you are, I pray for the ability, for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit right now with the evidence of speaking with tongues in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive that impartation of the Spirit. Receive that impartation of the Spirit right now. Begin to speak in tongues wherever you are. Thank you, dear Holy Spirit, for imparting your children with the ability to speak in tongues. And thank you that all those who are watching are stirred up by your Spirit. In the name of their desire to speak in tongues has increased to another level altogether. Thank you for security for everyone. Thank you for preservation for everyone. Thank you that we journey from one level of glory to the other, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I know you've been blessed today. I've been blessed. I've been I've learned something today. I've learned a few scriptures that I didn't know before. A few scriptures that I I hadn't, you know, thought of some more before so i'm going to be thinking about them. i'm going to be meditating on them we want to say god bless you and we want to say that you will increase on every side and covid 19 will not harm you in any way in any form our lives will continue in glory in grace and in power even in jesus name i love you very much god bless you let's share the grace the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit as with us now and forevermore in jesus name surely goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives as we do in the presence of the Lord, even as his presence draws within us. And we live and we walk and we fellowship and are filled with the Spirit. I love you very much. God bless you for listening. We pray that the Word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the Word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.